0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the Orion Podcast. My name is Chad Brock. And I'm Zach And Maybe next week I won't do that different. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Sorry. It's a She's quiet. A I, I can barely hear it tonight. I'm okay with that. That was a good boy. All right. That's all right. Welcome back, everybody, to the O'Rion Podcast, the cooler podcast telling even cooler stories. Got a little different show for you tonight. It's uh episode 14. We've made it 14 episodes, which is it's a feat on its own that we've held it together for 14 episodes. Um, yeah. And I like even numbers, so fourteen seemed like the one to do this over fifteen. So, welcome, welcome. Tonight's big guest is what's well, the two of us? That's <laughs> that's what you got tonight. You're stuck with us too. Um, something we've uh, something we've wanted to do here in the first few episodes, and uh, you know, kind of get to talk to us a little bit. So, anybody that's got questions, drop questions in the comments. We're here for. Like oh yes. An hour-ish. An hour ish or I so. I
1: expect to see lots
0: of questions. Well, you are probably going. Oh my gosh. We gotta listen to these two guys. Yeah. <laughs> Followers are nobody nobody off. nobody interesting
1: tonight. Mm, nobody interesting.
0: But and <laughs> talking about the Orion talking about the Orion podcast and, and kind of what we've geared it to be about. Um, interesting people. Cool, it's a cooler podcast for my cooler company telling cooler stories about cooler people um jean said she was afraid of that oh my gosh that see, hurts. see? It hurts um so it's a cooler podcast telling even cooler stories um and some of our first guests that we've had on um and a conversation that we had today with uh somebody that we both follow on social media um followed for years followed for years yes absolutely um, it's inspirational, and I think that's that's what we want to build here is inspiration to follow your dreams, um, and that's kind of what the Orion Podcast is about. And you know, our our first guest, Jason Cassidy, um, on the Orion Podcast, you know, he sells his house, moves into a camper, and he is tackling the um, BOS uh, tour. Not sure if he's in the running for the championship yet or not. Um, we'll have to we we'll may to call him here in a minute and see if he's in. But um, you know, then we go on down the line. We've got, I think, episode two was Nick Troutman, and if you've ever talked <laughs> to Nick, Nick is um, he's a fantastic individual. He's going to a lot of places, doing a lot of things. So he's literally all over the place all the time. Um, you know, a very very big inspiration, a very smart individual. Um once you get to sit down and talk to him and, and he's he's an amazing kayaker to say the least.
1: Yeah, he does some wild stuff, that's for sure.
0: And then uh obviously we had Evan. Uh yep. episode three. And I didn't know I learned more about Evan than what I already knew starting out, you know, with his time spending trying to do the Olympic thing and Yeah. That was, yeah, you knew
1: Evan a lot through me, but I don't think you and Evan had ever actually got to sit down and have a conversation. No, not so not like that.
0: And that was a great conversation. And and again, you know, it's just it's that thing where somebody's following that path, and it's amazing what what people can do. Um, and you know, I I think Evan, think the world of Evan and what he's accomplished and art in the field of archery and shooting and man hunting. I mean, he's He's been fortunate enough to harvest some big, big game animals. And, you know, that's, that's awesome. hey He's a really mule is. deer
1: kid, man. He's, he's dropped some big muleys. And that's, that's one thing we've not done a whole lot of yet, just because our time in the fall is, is so short, you know? So we that's... usually get out and, and chase after some elk for nine or 10 <laughs> days. And, and then it's time to both go home and, and hunt our home states and, He's, if if you don't know anything about hunting in Utah, hunting on general tags in Utah can be very, very challenging. And that's it's been tough. I know it's been tough for him since he's been out there. It's it's not a lot different than me
0: hunting here in PA. So. Right, right. Um, and then you know, when you sorry, my if you hear ding and my meta business suite is going off. Um, thanks to everybody out thanks. there punching that like button at Jackson Kayak. We appreciate that. Um <laughs> So then the very next episode, episode four, we had Jameson Redding, uh, Road Trip Angler. Yeah, episode buddy. four of Road Trip Angler just dropped over the weekend at uh, Caney Fork, another one of our fabulous Jackson Kayak dealers. Um, you know, it's been awesome to be part of and and watch Jameson as he's went through this process, um, starting the show and to see the, the work that's gone into it and everything. And, you know, he's he's put a lot of time, and a lot of energy and and he's hopes and dreams into this and you know, it's, it's cool. It's, it came yeah. out well. Um, Oh,
1: the, the footage has been killer. It looks like they've been on some awesome adventures. So
0: they, they have, and you know, they've there again, they've got to go around and visit four of our different, uh, Jackson dealers. And it's, you know, the crew at Heliconia, like you said, they put on, they made some phenomenal shots and, and really put the show together flawlessly to say the least, which for me is is I mean the,
1: the production quality alone is as enjoyable as watching the actual content that it's around.
0: Well, anymore. and that's something you know we don't really we're not big TV show viewers at all. Um, in the two of us, I would say. We tend to cater to YouTube and the Instagrams and the different platforms like that to find things that we want to watch. And I would say that Jameson's show to me was, it was really filmed. It was like a good YouTube that had made it to TV. That was still a TV show. If that makes sense. More
1: Documentary style, you know, nicer cameras and
0: nicer cameras. Yeah. I mean, there's just something about it. I mean, and we'll get into a little bit more of that here in a minute. Um, episode five, getting yellow. Yeah. Um, They were, they're still doing their thing, you know, Jeep building and and all that.
1: That dude burns the candle at both ends more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. He's always busy doing something. I I literally have no idea if he sleeps or when he sleeps.
0: I don't either. And if you follow him on social media, you would think there's very good, highly likely that they don't sleep. Um, But, you know, they, they put it together very, very well. And both of them are. Super fun to watch, especially through their yeah. Instagram reels and you know stories and different things like that. It's they're
1: it's grinding fun. right now, prepping prepping that uh that ADR rig that he built for Pete over at Brownells uh, for a four week trip. So he's he's rigging out a trailer for them to pull behind it, so they can carry a little more stuff. And they're gonna they're
0: gonna hit the road for a big four week trip. So it'll be cool to see. That will be cool to see we need to talk to him after that too. We need to Mm -hmm. just like have everybody like back on just sporadically. Especially
1: after that Arctic, that Arctic circle trip they're doing. That'll be, that'll be pretty cool to hear about too.
0: That will be a neat one. And that, that'll be one, that'll be a story to tell too. Cause I mean, you're talking about the Arctic circle. I mean, that on its own is just, uh, I'm playing our own podcast. Um, (laughs) Episode, episode six, Nathan Depp at canoe Kentucky. And, and that'll section. look a that podcast another a podcast, a podcast <laughs> within a podcast. Um, But Nathan uh owner of Canoe Kentucky, came on with this episode six and mm-hmm. told us a little bit about their backstory on how they got started and how him and his wife came to be and, you know, work together for a little bit at the, at the shop before they ever got married, which was, you know, if they could spend a summer together, then. If you can handle that stress in a retail environment, you're going to be all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And still one of my favorite shops um, that I I personally get to work with. And, you know, they're killing it on the gram, too. All these people are Instagram awesome. That's just all you can say yeah. about it. Um, Chris Funk, episode seven. Funky swamp. Funk. The swamp thing. I want... I like I want all these people and so far like back. Yeah. Like it's just unfinished. I feel like there's unfinished business. And with Chris Funk, there's definitely unfinished business. And I feel like I want Chris Funk to sit down with us in a hotel room after we've been fishing all day, hotel room cabin, and we do this podcast in a room together after a long day of fishing. I, I yeah. feel like that's that's Let's how like the thing Funk. on the road. <laughs> zach needs a vacation
1: i'm ready to get out and go hunt so
0: <laughs> i'm you ready to spend didn't? a week
1: in the. i'm ready to spend a week in the backcountry and get away from civilization for a minute
0: <laughs> you've got to start you've got to start fishing more you've got to start fishing more that's just all there is to it we need to hook you and yeah. russell up and you and russell need to go fishing yeah. uh, episode number eight the fearless leader james mcpete and james is just james james is awesome he actually just got back from a solid anniversary trip that him and his wife took it was a bucket list trip for him they just went out to alaska um mm-hmm. come back with 30 some pounds of halibut that they caught yeah, out of fresh halibut uh so got to hear a little bit about that today I didn't get to hear the full story but he is, uh, he's still on the grind and getting ready for some new stuff. So, we eating
1: a lot, of halibut, a lot of halibut tacos. That's thats good stuff. We had those when we were up there.
0: No, well, I'm sure Cooking the them. the JK crew of Canada, Canada will uh, not let any of that go to waste. They're probably oh, knocking yeah. on his door right now. <laughs> Number nine was, um, oh, who
1: was number nine? I was hoping you had a I, list up because I don't.
0: I didn't have a list <laughs> up. You you automatically assume that I'm smarter than what I am. And no, I quit quit the list because I knew that I was going to hit it again. I can't remember who number nine was. Not that that person me wasn't one. memorable, but uh, let's see here. Number nine, mine. number nine. Funky funk James, and then... Lane. lane, it was lane so yeah lane another inspiration we got to talk to yeah. you a little bit about conservation and i thought that was super cool talking about the bulls out in colorado and some of the rule changes that they've come up with and um definitely sounds i mean it's early so it's hard to when you're in that game and you're thinking about it it's hard to feel like they're headed in the right direction but well and the, and the they pro, are. they're
1: they're already having issues. Is is the problem? Um, the issues that everybody knew was gonna was gonna be coming with the wolves is is already happening. So there's, you know, a lot of the cattle ranchers are seeing issues. Uh, you know, they're losing calves and and cows to the wolf packs, and you know, we were already seeing elk being taken down and, and things like that. So the the populations that are already pressured and you know and experiencing a lot of their their habitat being interrupted is. You know, it's only going to get worse um, with the wolves and the added stress there. So it's a lot of situations like that. They're putting it up the public forum and you're getting a lot of people voting on an issue that they don't fully understand. Um, yeah. The consequences of they just kind of look at it and say, well, wolves, wolves were always here. Why don't we bring them back? And it's just not as simple when you've got, you know, humans moving into the habitat. So,
0: yeah. And you've but, got yeah, lanes. Go ahead. You've got a lot of people heading towards Colorado moving. I mean, they've got a big oh yeah. Big population boom right now, especially the Denver area. Yeah.
1: Yeah, big time. Uh Elaine's been doing a lot of filming. I know he's getting ready to to kick off uh, you know his fall and, and all the trips he's gonna be filming for guys on that. He just had a episode of The Crush with Lee and Tiffany that he filmed last fall on a, a mule deer trip. Um, it aired Today I think I don't know if it went on. I'm sure it went on uh, the Outdoor Channel, but oh, yeah. it's probably going to be on YouTube here pretty soon, or uh, Carbon TV, or My Outdoor TV, or one of the streaming apps for sure.
0: But now episode episode ten was Faith Family and Fishing with Mister Matt Ball, um, mm-hmm. and that was that was a good one for a lot of good reasons. Um, hearing about what he's doing um, within the ministry and being out there on the road and and building a community around his faith and his beliefs, um, you know, that, that he centers his family life on and all the while getting to enjoy fishing and, and the different things out there on the road. And it's just a really inspirational story that he's taken it on his shoulders to get out there and do something like that. And mm-hmm. I admire him 110% for what yeah, he's been able sure. to do out on the road. Uh, episode Dust. 11,
1: Dustin the Nichols. Dustin
0: Nichols ripping the reds. That's something we need to go do. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I actually just posted a reel of, uh, Jim Salmon's for the Jackson kayak page right before I came on here. Uh, he was in the blue sky boat works and he reels up a beast of red and I'd be down for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, we need to make that happen. Yeah unfortunate thing is it's going to be during well it's not unfortunate and not it's going to probably affect your hunting season because it uh, needs to be a little bit cooler yeah i don't know what the premiere time is i really I don't know. know we'll have to figure that out i just know that hopefully it's a lot warmer down there than it is here when we get a go uh, <laughs> episode 12 the mountains are calling with fred Fred was Fred's cool fun to talk to, man. Yeah. He is. He's got a, <coughs> he
1: got a lot going on. He, they're on a sheep trip right now with a couple of his buddies out there that he, he runs with a lot. So they're all chilling out at about 12,000 feet. Spending a lot of hours behind glass every day looking for the right one. So I was trying to find
0: a good ram, I know. And his, his photography on the gram is epic. If yeah. you guys aren't following Fred online... Go back to his episode, check it out, and yeah, he's a creative it, dude for sure. And if you can watch the uh, watch the YouTube version, and you'll get to see some of the pictures that he's done, and they are they're fun. And to hear him talk about how he does them is. It's real. It's very, yeah. very real on how it goes. The one he, the one he
1: posted the other day where he's walking up the side of the tree with his bow in hand, like he's just walking up the tree
0: into his tree stand it was pretty awesome. That was that was a good one. <laughs> I, I enjoyed I that kick, one. Uh, I got a kick out of that <laughs> one as well. It was uh, it was a good one. And then our last episode, episode thirteen. I'm sorry, Charlie, if episode thirteen ended up being bad luck, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> very very sorry. Uh, we got to talk to. Uh, Mr. Charlie about uh, his striper fishing obsession and some of the uh, shenanigans that they get into down in the great state of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, and his path to where he's at now with Jackson Kayak, how he kind of started building the boats and now he's in customer service there in the office and able to help a lot of, uh, a lot of customers when they have issues and call in and Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a tough job, but he's very good at it. And he's the right man for the job. Um, but yeah, so 13 inspirational people, um, and probably people that a lot of you have honestly never heard of. Uh, I think Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, and, you know, I mean, I think... one what's but, funny is a lot of them have really large followings, but in
1: their own respective areas.
0: Yeah, very much. And, you know, what we've tried to build here with the Orion podcast is a genre of different i would say guest i mean activities it's i think we want to i
1: mean an adventure podcast i mean it kind of opened us up to be able to
0: incorporate people from all different walks right it's like uh, having nick on in episode two i mean yeah we know zero about whitewater i know words like rad and stoke and yeah full send yeah for sure but you're, you're not going to see me in a whitewater boat anytime soon. No, I have hit way too old for that. <laughs> way too old for that. Um, but some I of the think stuff too good you, for that. Yeah, my. Yeah, some of the stuff that those guys do the the calculated risk that they take in the whitewater yeah. world is it's phenomenal, man. And yeah. You know, when we go back and how we find these people, I mean, these are just people that me and Zach have literally met over the years um, through our travels and different different things like that. And I think with social media the way it is today um, and really how we got our start and to where we are at now is through social media. Um, mm-hmm. You get to see. You know, There was a time when you you watched TV and you've seen the Bassmasters or you've seen uh, Bill Jordan on a hunting show, and those were the people that you followed. Um, and you, you really didn't follow them. You just watched their show or you watched the right. uh, tournament replays and, and the different things like that. But with social media coming into play, it's really brought forth a whole new genre of inspirational people. Um, mm-hmm. You look at the Brandon Palahniuk out there. We There's the post we read today. And, you know, it's talked a lot about, you know, being mental and the determination and stuff like that. Um, but where we've also found that common bond is through the photography side of it, um, which is neat, which kind of is, it's where, the, it's where the passion and the hobby come together. I guess maybe it's the best mm-hmm. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that's a big thing for me and you. It's, we was able to sit here and take something that we like doing. We like going fishing. We like going hunting. But yet we took the social side of it, the the photographs and the different thing. And we spent time and we worked on that. We mm-hmm. just was fishing because we enjoyed the heck out of it. The photography yeah. part of it kind of eased, I guess you would say it took, took the, I wouldn't call it a job. I wouldn't call either of it a job, but it made it more fun in its own way.
1: Yeah. I mean, at that point, fishing is just kind of the byproduct. um, you know, the work and what I'm really focused on at that point, shooting good images or video or whatever it is we're doing at the time. And That's the challenging part. You know, for me, it's, it's the part I'm always striving to learn more about. I mean, fishing, you're going to, you know, you're going to learn things as you go, but you know, look how long we've been fishing
0: oh, yeah. and
1: photography is still new and changing and you know, you're always trying to develop your own creative style and look and feel and and all that, and that's all just developing. And you know, it's something that eventually I'd like to turn into a career. So, you know, trying to
0: perfect a craft
1: is is just one way to get get there and get down that road.
0: Yeah, and I think you know when you look at the photos or you look at and I reel now, thank you Instagram. Um, yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> you, you TikTok. Yeah, thank you, TikTok. Thank you, Instagram, for all the extra work. Um, but when you look at those things, it's like we can, we can go to Brandon's page. We can go to Nick's page. We can go to Fred's page, Lane's page. All these different people. We're all in different fields. But at the end of the day, we've all got this little niche for kind of photography in its own way. Um, and that, I think all of us maybe hope just a little bit that if that picture inspires somebody to be interested in the outdoors, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It's those pictures. You know, when I look back at my career at Jackson kayak, it wasn't the thing that drew me to Jackson kayak was people like Bridget valette that were out there. Noah, heck the Stuart Venables that were out there taking the GoPro pictures back when GoPro was the big deal. And you know, Basically, that was all your kayak pictures for a long time, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know that was that was cool. You've seen them out there having fun, and it it built a lifestyle. And you thought, man, I, that's cool. I want to be part of that. And next thing we know, we're at uh, the department store for lack of better terms, loading up a couple boats down in Clarksville. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of you know, did. It found. Took us out of the path that we thought we were on, and photos brought us there and inspired us to go a different direction. And here we are, which yeah, is crazy we learned a I'm lot telling.
1: those first couple boats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> learned a little bit about what not to do. Learned a little within bit the first do, 12 hours, we were reinforcing the hull. And <laughs> yeah, our first kayaks weren't the best, they were decent, they wasn't oh, they by right. no means sketchy, but uh, all right. They didn't come from Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. We just get, I mean, I have to write somebody a check now because I said Walmart. Uh, yeah. That's good. But, uh, you know, I think that inspiration drives from a lot. And I think, you know, all these people out there doing these things, you know, if they inspire one one kid out there to go and try something, I, I think it's, it's been well worth it.
1: Well, and also, I'm a firm believer in whatever you're doing, take as many pictures as you can, or, you know, especially now with picture and video is as easy as it is to take with your cell phone. Capture those memories, you know, I mean, to an extent, you don't want to let it interrupt your experience, right? You want to be there and be in the moment and be present. But at the same time, I want to capture as much as that, freeze as many moments in time as I can so I can always go back and see those versus just sitting in a rocking chair and in trying to remember what something was like, you know, I can actually hold it, look at it, mm-hmm. feel it, um, you know, or listen to it. If we've got video.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it might be a thing where we we might be listening to this podcast one day, old timer sitting in chair, you Remember when we had the podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all three people that listened to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, It is cool. And, you know, I just recently started, we was talking a little bit with, uh, I think it was Fred or maybe it was Lane. We was talking about printing the photos. I can't remember which one it was, but, um, know, it's something I started last year was, uh, printing out my photos and actually sticking them on my wall. And, you know, it's kind of cool when I come in here to the office and I'm looking out in front of me and I, I've got the pictures that I've taken ones that are special to me for different reasons. And, um, you know, it's neat to have them. And you know, I just I think to myself, like, I took I've already taken more pictures of my dog than probably what my parents took of me as a kid. No offense, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. If you're
1: watching. Yeah, for sure. For
0: I sure. mean, it just wasn't just wasn't a thing. You know, you had to you had to get filmed and you had to go to the store and have it developed. And it was there was like cost all the way through taking just a picture. Yeah. So yeah. you know, now to have just all in the palm of your hand really and there's nothing wrong with cell phone cameras. They do a pretty good job these days. Um, I like a little more as well as you do. But, um, you know. It's... Yeah, I
1: personally, I kind of despise a cell phone photo. But that's just because <laughs> I've been running a DSLR long enough now that I just, I, I expect more out of a cell phone than it can actually deliver.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's but true. For I what think. most folks are after, it's, I mean, the best camera to has is the one you got, right?
0: Yeah, I mean it's right there and in your pocket, and it's taken us—it's literally taken people around the world these days. I mean, Mm -hmm. the power—the power that's in your pocket can go a long way, and you know, I think that too is something that people hopefully think about. You know, I try to think about whenever I'm making a post to keep it, you know, PG-13 the best I can. Um, Try to keep it G-rated if I can, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Good inspirational guests. Good inspirational people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've had some good ones. I'm just, just sitting here kind of looking at my my list, and I've got some good ones left. That so
0: let's, let's go over the list. Tell the people what we kind of have in store, what we're <laughs> thinking. Just, just break it down for them. This is what's well, coming I guess up, hopefully. One, coming of the,
1: up. One, of the, one of the big questions is, do folks want to hear from manufacturers? Because I'm sure we could get some manufacturers on um you know to talk to about products that they have and and how they you know facilitate adventure or, or make your lives a little easier when you're out in the field and things like that so our you know our manufacturer or something that folks want to hear would be a big one um i got more photographers i mean i got a couple guys in the you know in the hunting space that are working for some big companies i got a buddy who is in south africa um, owns his own, um, it's called African bow hunting adventure. So his own guide, uh, service down there. They go out he was, I just checked his story earlier. He, uh, I think one of his clients, uh, that are down there with him right now, they got on a big hippo yesterday. So that was pretty cool to see, um, giant, giant animal. Uh, I got a guy who's another guy who's in the media space um does a lot of creative work for a big clothing manufacturer among others uh, we got some big fishermen i don't know if we can get them but we, we can certainly try
0: <laughs> we've got our dream we've got our dream fishing for sure that is for um, sure we...
1: one of the one of the guys who i don't know about you but i followed for a long time uh they had one of the very first tv shows hunting tv shows that filmed with dslrs and they literally transformed what hunting tv shows look like and what they should look like and should feel like these days and storytelling and visual just the whole visual experience they elevated that entire game um so he's he's one of the dudes from that i'm quite sure i could get him on um we've chatted a couple times just through instagram so it's not like i know him but (laughs) we have talked
0: we've talked yeah that's, we shared DMs, so we're th- best. We're best. We're best friends. We're best friends on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, but no, there's,
1: you know, there, there's some guys out there. I got one guy I talk to regularly. He films for some of the bigger hunting TV shows that are out there right now. So we could definitely get some folks on it. Talk yeah, about some uh, cool honestly, sure. it's not
0: the Orion podcast for you listeners out there. We don't want to limit it to hunting and fishing. So if you know somebody that's like a cool rock climber, drop them in the comments, because yeah, not we don't know any rock climbers and we don't know any like sailboat enthusiasts or anything like that. But we're down to learn. Yeah, um, there's,
1: you know, big guests that do cool things and and you know, adventure pretty hard we'd love to talk to him especially if it's somebody you guys find inspirational for sure
0: yeah absolutely 120 percent. you know it's um we want to produce a podcast that you guys enjoy listening to and like i said i hope you're hope you're inspired um the messages that we've got from a lot of you guys out there have been freaking cool um and that's one of the big things we want to say is thank you to all the people that are listening you know it's I know a lot of people don't catch the live, but we usually we'll go back and we'll see the views, you know, 24 hours later. And it's like well, mm-hmm. that many people listen to us. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's cool. That's a good testament. And it's it's great when we get a message from any of you guys that listen, um, that drop in the comments and say, man, we really liked hearing from this guy. Or, you know, you have a question for the guest and different things like that. And that that's inspiring um for us as creators of this podcast it's inspiring to know that you guys enjoy what you're listening to
1: yeah yeah i was a name right there uh a guy he actually works for bass broke cabela's um you know uh manages like their signature series events right now they're actually in africa on a big safari doing some conservation work and Snapping some super cool photos, he had a he was within five year five yards of a giant bull elephant yesterday, uh, getting his oh, wow. photos with his camera. So that was super super cool to see. Um, but yeah, he's he's a good one. He's big in conservation. He's you know he's a good hunter, big family man. So he'd be a a, a great one to talk to as well.
0: We've we've got a little bit of time as we're heading towards our well. You're heading into your season altogether and i'm kind of i don't wouldn't say i would say i'm more at the five-eighths point of my season because i gotta go over or not into december um yeah let's talk a little bit about what you got going on um for those of you guys that don't know zach's bow hunter um part-time fisherman full-time bow hunter um you can see the hoits in the back let's talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about your plans this year and where you're headed um kind of go over the equipment as we uh as you get ready for the big hunt season
1: yeah right right O'Reilly now O'Reilly i just at? what's that how am i going to fill, say, out? You gonna fill uh, your
0: o'rion cooler up that's
1: what they want to know uh, yeah hopefully by stacking those and the trip this fall um i got to work a, a good event for hoyt uh last weekend at a, a local pro shop which was cool to see it was that that shop up there is super impressive um you know they've got a, a massive archery department everything from you know food plot equipment apparel obviously the bows targets you know broadheads you name it and then you move up they get a massive fishing area and then their, their whole firearms counter and everything it's just a super cool place um so it, it's always fun to get out uh do a little work for you know the company and, and just go and kind of represent them and talk to customers and folks that get to come in and and really just start you know swapping hunting stories and seeing what guys are running this year and things like that it gets you definitely gets you fired up uh when you get to be around everybody and, and and swap those stories so uh i'm at a point right now i should be a lot further along than i am uh but with the kids the age they show are you it your, is corner. Show your corner no, no, in I'm, the not show, I'm not showing i'm not showing that corner that's showing why everything is back there um with the, with the kids, the age they are, though, it's it's tough to find that extra time right now. So I got to get sight tapes on both the bows, um, which shouldn't take me, you know, 10, 15 shots. And we can start really, really kind of start dialing things in. Um, get them both dialed in and then headed home uh, around Labor Day. So I hunt here here in Pennsylvania to be a lot of private or uh, public ground. Um, I'm not nearly as selective on what I'm shooting here in this state. It's, it's, I'm pretty opportunistic when it comes to (laughs) to Pennsylvania hunting. Um, it's not like I am when I go back home and hunt private ground. So family farms, farms, I've been hunting for years and, you know, I like to be pretty selective on my bucks and, and shoot mature stuff and, you know, let the little ones walk to grow into big ones. And, I uh, spend a lot of time putting out mineral throughout the year and I've got several cameras out. I like watching them and, and you know, kind of take an inventory and see who's moving through the farm. And so we'll be home for Labor Day. Uh, I get to hopefully drag you out with me and get sticks up trees. And, <laughs> ah, I've not had one on me all year. <laughs> get up there, trim shooting lanes, trim trails, you know, in and out, make sure they're they're fairly clean, so I can get in and out without breaking any sticks or anything like that, making too much noise. Swap all the camera cards and batteries one more time, and kind of get things moved to some transition areas, uh, just outside bedding areas, things like that. We're going to start seeing a lot more movement uh, come October, and uh, once once the bucks start dropping the velvet and see a little bit more movement, but the the unit just south of me up here, September. Fifteenth, I think, is when they open up, and then the rest of the state oh, wow. opens up October first. So I can, I can start getting after it here pretty soon, um, which is good because I need to put a lot in the freezer. The freezer's
0: looking pretty bare, so. Well, and that's I think, one of the nice things about being in PA is you know you've got a little bit more, a little extra time, I guess, to get out in the woods uh, ahead of when we start here in Indiana. Um, yeah which would be nice. I mean, it really goes a long way. Yeah.
1: And, and that unit down there is, is fairly doe heavy. It's a more urban area, um, around, you know, a lot of housing developments and stuff like that. So we can get in there. The deer, not quite like hunting fully wild deer, but pretty close. Uh, mm-hmm. They're just around people a lot more. So they're kind of conditioned, you know, right. Um, scent, scent control and stuff like that's not quite as important. Um, as it is when I get out on the farm out home where nobody is ever there. So.
0: Well, I think that's, I think it's going to be a good time. I can't wait to get out and trim the shooting lanes. It's been a while since I've been out trimming shooting lanes. Glad I'm going to be using the camera instead of trimming the shooting lanes. I'm sure you'll make, <laughs> me, pick up, sure you'll make me pick up some sticks, but nah. um, it's, uh, it's, it's a good time. And I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of fun work and labor that go into to getting yeah. ready for a season, you know, there's practicing to do it right. There's there's building your equipment up to do it right. I know you've spent a lot of time building your new hunting bow um, from Hoyt yeah. and getting it Both just how you want it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's that it's that tinkering as an outdoorsman, oh, an yeah. outdoors person that um, really go, goes a long way. I mean, it keeps us busy in the off season, and it makes us better at what we do.
1: Yeah, it, it gets you more familiar with your equipment. You know, any time, good grief, we started doing that a long time. It, its I mean, it's more or less your fault I'm into in all this uh, stuff as deep as I am at this point. But this is true. I mean, we started, you know, you, you drug me into to indoors and then 3D and stuff like that, that I had no idea what's going on. And next thing you know, we're cutting them fleshing arrows in your basement and trying to tune bows with equipment we did not have and just kind of playing it by feel. But then, you know, from there it was what, 45 minutes to the closest archery shop. So,
0: yeah, you know,
1: (laughs) we did, we we did for a long time and, and come to a point where we kind of partnered with a, an outfit out of Georgia um, who made a lot of the equipment that we needed to kind of more or less work on our own, our own gear. Uh, You know, and that's at this point I've got a full archery shop, in my basement. Um, I don't have to go anywhere or have anybody work on my stuff. Cause I, you know, I do it all and it just, it's one more level of being that much more familiar with my stuff. So if something, if something moves, if something breaks, if something comes loose, I can go take care of it, put it right back where it's supposed to be. And, you know, I'm back shooting within, you know, a few minutes.
0: Uh, yeah. And one good point there that you mentioned was, uh, indoor shooting and, and target archery. Yeah. You know, that is, uh, something that you don't, you don't really see a whole lot of online unless you're used to it or you are in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very, I I would still call it a very small niche. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have a drive. Yeah. It's respectively large in its own, in its own genre, but, um, when you look at most things, it's, it's probably a little bit smaller. Um, group of people but if you're into archery or you think you might be into archery target archery is a great way to get out there and just have some fun meet some new people and shooting indoors fun is, and shoot your bow year round you know yeah, there's shoot. always some more to go shoot um you can shoot three d targets indoors which are big foam
1: fake animal target blobs
0: animal <laughs> shaped blobs of foam um you've got spots which is a uh, can get pretty intense. Um, that's you a, can, if yeah. you're a perfectionist of any sorts, it uh, it will drive you mad yeah. absolutely mad. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons that I take a little break.
1: Yeah, it uh, that that's a game you have to want to go to because it is such a mental game as much as it is physical. Uh, yeah, just, and you, you know, can stand there, you can at 20 yards staring at a tiny little X for. You know 30 45 60 arrows depending on what you're shooting and uh put the pressure on you for sure you find out what you're made of
0: yeah and and the pressure <laughs> the the fact that you know what can get to you is if that if that arrow is not dead center in that x yeah. and it's just microns over it can if you're if you're a perfectionist and you want the dead center it will drive you nuts absolutely drive you nuts yeah yeah
1: which you're not trying not to miss the x you're trying to do the exact same thing for so many arrows in a
0: row you know i mean comparatively it would be shooting a free throw the same way every single time um for 60 shots yeah
1: and probably from the three-point line
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) roughly when you
1: you can you start talking about vegas you know vegas and shooting three spot Mm -hmm. and That tiny little baby X is about the size of a dime. Uh, Yeah, uh, absolutely. She looks small uh, from 20 yards
0: away. It's a fun game, though. And it's, it's a really, it's a really fun, especially like the outdoors target archery. That is a fun, if you like numbers, it can be a really fun numbers game. Um, Field and 3D are by far, those are two things I would love
1: to get back into, you know, traveling and shooting some bigger tournaments again.
0: Oh, yeah. It was, it was always a good time. Um, you know, fishing wise, I think you got a couple more trips left in you, though. Got at least we'll see. one. You got at least we'll one see. left in you. Time yeah. is. Time, time is, is ticking. the. Uh, that's
1: the kind of judge when it comes to all of it. Uh, you know, our trips home with the kids and trying to get around to see everybody, and it it really makes it tough to kind of get out and get work done that I need to get done too. But we definitely need to get out for at least one more if we can squeeze it.
0: Yeah, sure. i feel like uh, i feel like we haven't knocked your your big fish moment down for this year um yeah we need to make that happen i've been looking i've been looking i have a lot of sh- cut a lot of cut a lot of shorts this year so far i spent <laughs> uh spent a few hours back out on the dead sea um here recently <laughs> yeah. and um yeah i'm looking for them i'm looking for them i haven't found them you know that's one of my freaking things is i haven't I've went to a lot of places, but I haven't went to like the big place here at home yet, yeah, very much. So it's yeah. kind of like I'm a little far behind on that lake and getting caught up, but I'm I'm pretty much there. We've got a big uh, we've got a big fundraiser tournament coming to uh, Monroe in uh, October, so that's gonna be one I'm gonna be hitting. Um, I can't remember what the date was, but off the top of my head. But uh that's one we're hoping to hit and I think it'll be a good time. Does a little charity, so yeah, it'll be good. Fishing in October, then hopefully December, um, to round out the year, we'll be headed back down to God's country and hit Dale Holla. There you go. December or January. Go. We it's it's a hit or miss. It's the one where you kinda gotta watch the weather because if they get a freak snowstorm down there, yeah, you ain't getting out. Then Them roads down into that place are something gnarly. When you come down and your nose, your truck's pointing straight at the water and you've got to turn 90. Yeah. It's a little unnerving, especially if you're pulling the trailer. I don't know how they get them houseboats down there. Still well, And they don't know. They
1: don't own equipment to handle snow down there either. So that makes it a little different.
0: Yeah. They don't get as much as what we do for sure. Um, But yeah. uh, Got a, trip to the cumberland river hopefully this weekend we'll see how that goes um kind of waiting to hear back from my dog sitter dear daughter yeah um we've got
1: yeah. uh, we got one more jeep fest coming up in the fall so i'll have a couple days to get out and run the trails a little bit more before i put that thing up to hibernate for the winter
0: that'll be Absolutely. good so you guys will be cold uh, you guys will start turning probably what next month
1: uh it usually starts middle. cooling down a little bit about the middle of september middle of late yeah. september will start the nights will start getting cooler uh our days will still be in the 70s but we'll start seeing upper 30s at night
0: now which honestly yeah. doesn't
1: bother me a bit at nighttime I, it, it's nice and keeps things cool so
0: i'll still be wearing shorts
1: oh yeah yeah Mostly. i remember before i built the gym down here in the basement running to the to the gym every morning at 5 o'clock. I was, you know, doors off, top off the Jeep, just cruising at 38 degrees. Deep frost is blown in your face.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. I don't like being cold anymore. It's It's a good way to wake up. It's a great way to wake up. You got all these
1: people doing cold showers and cold plunges and tanks and stuff. Just jump in the Jeep and take a ride in 35 degrees.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's pretty equivalent. There's a lot of that cold tank plunging going on i'd like i'd like to try everybody's it going i do how long i'd last but i'd try it everybody's going out and buying up all the deep freezes yeah my <laughs> just to le- have my legs my legs backyard. could use it today that's there for sure go. i don't know y'all let you sure. i'll let you get one of those and then i'll try it that way i don't think i'm going to fill up the deep freeze with water and put it here in the office Seen it and...
1: done i've seen it done caulking all I the just... seams and then fill that sucker up turn it on and
0: I guess I could line 20, it with something cool like cedar.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good. Dress it up. Dress it up. I wonder how long you got to plug that dude in for. I
1: don't know.
0: You just fill it, it.
1: The one Cam's got, it sits outside.
0: I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't know if I want a deep freeze full of water.
1: It'd be interesting. It'd be yeah. Interesting.
0: I don't know how we got here, but this is what you get. <laughs> When, you know, <laughs> well just as sore as my legs it. are
1: right now i'm trying to think of all the ways i'm going to be able to recover here in the next 28 or 24 to 48 hours Dear free sleeves. It again. if you're watching <laughs> i would take a couple free sleeves that's for sure yeah absolutely That'd yeah be, uh, evan, I'd like to have evan had evan had some and uh tsa confiscated them
0: really <laughs> yeah. so i guess it was whatever was in them I I don't
1: know. You know how it is. They look at something like that and they don't know what it is, and they think it's kind of fishy looking, and yeah. they pitch it. I don't know, but uh, they didn't. They yeah. probably didn't get as excited as they did when I walked through security with two boxes of ammunition in my backpack that I forgot was in there.
0: Well, you know, I did really good. I had a whole bunch of hooks um, one year when I went to ICAST. And I had my cell phone charger cord rolled up like so. So what I did was I widened that dude out and I started stuffing the hooks and all the sharp points (laughs) inside like this and set it vertical. So when it was scanned through, it just looked like all the wires in my charging cord.
1: (laughs) Well, I've gotten I've gotten through with my Leatherman tool, my Skeletool probably twice. Uh, going to and come back from Colorado. I don't know how I got through with that, but I'm glad I did.
0: That uh, that last flight that from Vegas for home for my cast about done me. And I, I don't think yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna drive, <laughs> I'm gonna drive everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's a I'm, haul. I'm taking the Seth fighter route where I'm done flying, I don't fly no more. If you need me, yeah, calling.
1: I mean. Boy, it just it'd be a, it'd be easier to drive out west to hunt if I was just a little bit further that direction um, from over here. Everything's about twenty seven to thirty hours straight time,
0: no Well, you you're eight hours from home, technically.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so. I mean, I can cut a little, I can cut a little bit of that off going, you know, straight across instead of down. Uh, right. But yeah, it's still when I drove to the springs from Indiana in twenty fifteen. Uh, it, I took my time getting out there and still did it in under 18 hours. Um, and coming back, I only stopped for gas, so we didn't stop for any meals or anything unless it was a truck stop. And I made it just over 14. Um,
0: that ain't too
1: bad. You though, get man. out there in Kansas though. You don't see anybody at all on the interstates. You just hammer just down, and set the cruise, and hope you don't hit a deer or a cow.
0: All right. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to do this for the people. Strangest gas
1: station.
0: story. Strangest gas station. What do you got?
1: I really don't know that I have any. Most of the time, if I'm at a gas station, I I pay at the pump. And if I go in, it's just to get something to drink. I'm back out. So I really don't know that I've had any strange gas station stories that come to mind.
0: Right. i Still go back to probably my weirdest. It ain't even a gas station story. I'd say my weirdest encounter was <laughs> it uh, was it White River down south, and um, yeah. it was one of those deals where we met some random guy. He was walking up from the from the dam. He'd been fishing. He looked right at me and Mr. Flynn, and he said, "You boys got to get down there and own it." He used us some other words, but um, he <laughs> told us we needed to get down there and own it and uh, he gave us a big instra- inspirational speech about going down there and owning it. Just if there was somebody in the way, you just move them out of the way and just own it. And um, he was he was three sheets to the wind, needless to say. And uh, yeah. it was a good talk, but we felt inspired, and I went down there and cut a big old drum.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, as far as sketchy stories go, I'd say the most sketchy is when you and I were headed down for our Memorial Day trip. Uh and we couldn't see the guy in front of us because of the sun shining through the windshield the way it was that early in the morning and as we drove past the individual he thought apparently we were trying to hit him and uh in the (laughs) rearview mirror you could see him pull the firearm and point it in our direction
0: yeah i forget about that that was probably the
1: more the more sketchy road trip story
0: yeah i understand But uh, (laughs) I'd forgot about that one. Well, kids, that looks like it is going to wrap us up tonight. We've got sketchy stories out of the way. You got to hear a little bit from us. Um, I don't know what you learned or how inspired you are, but I hope that our guests have inspired you. Um, And we will be back in action with a guest. We promise we'll have a guest next time. Whether, Um,
1: uh, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, either one, if you guys have folks that you want to see on the podcast, or here yeah. on the podcast. Leave it Absolutely.
0: The Let us know. Dr- drop them in the comments and we will see you back on the 23rd, 8 PM Eastern, right here on the Orion podcast. Remember Orion like. coolers are on sale. Check us out. At <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Peace.